Ahoy there, matey. Welcome aboard the world of boating. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. You're going to need a bigger boat. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I was just looking in to buy a boat of my own. Call World of Boating toll-free now at 1-888-28-BOAT. That's 1-888-828-BOAT. And welcome. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Barry the Boater, Mike the Mariner, uh, even Bill the Engineer, and Captain Patrick. We've got a full crew today here at the World of Boating as we uh, attempt to navigate the latest boating news and information. Uh, and the reason why we have such a full crew is because there was rumors that Captain Patrick was going to be under the weather and not make it. So I had to call out all, all the recruits. Uh, all hands on deck, and sure enough, they all show up, and show, so does Patrick. So let me let me tell you, the one reason I showed up was under the threat of Jerry the Diver Guy sitting in for me once again. Ah, and that will uh, never happen. I did have ever. him on standby. I, yeah, I will that, admit, I did have him on standby. And, and I do want to let you guys know I appreciate the care and concern. You know, when the text went out, and I was not feeling that well. Um, however, you know, the the fact of the matter is month and a half ago mike texted that he stubbed his toe yeah greg had hired a visiting nurse mm-hmm. yeah. Rus- rusty <laughs> rusty volunteered to drive down from jacksonville right to take him to the doctor yeah and what do i get from mike mike texts me and he goes hey try standing in front of the microwave with your mouth open for 15 minutes <laughs> sure. see if that fixes it yeah and, and so what's your and point ba- and, ba- and barry puts his daughter who's a emergency room nurse who does a webcam thing with me and I'm doing the whole open your mouth, stick out your tongue thing. Now that's some like viral video on TikTok. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Literally yeah. a viral video. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. <laughs> but I'm bummed. I, so, I uh, well, I mean, uh, by busting your balls, that's how we uh, show you that we care. How about that? Well, we didn't want to say what you did, Greg. What do you mean? You mentioned it first. I mentioned what? That Patrick wasn't uh, feeling Just well? Just busting his balls. Yeah, I mean, at least when Mike thing with the stubbed his toe, I texted him. I said, look, man, just amputate it. Let's go. Uh-huh. Just cut it off if it <laughs> yeah. hurts. That's yeah, one I way mean, to solve on. it. And that's What's exactly what I did. Yeah. yeah. So your issue is what? Your throat? So just chop your head off? Is that what you're going to do, Patrick? Or, or is uh, that it's, it's really not. It's not. It's not really like I have a sore throat. It's just my voice just totally went south on me yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. He does sound much more raspity. You know, now, uh, that. that that may be, yeah, we'll that go may with be that. linked. That may be linked to an event that you know once a year tries men's souls and separates you know men from boys and uh, reduces grown men to tears, and that is the move-in of the Fort Lauderdale International Boat Show. It could be linked to that. I don't know. Could have coronavirus. Been coronavirus. It's not that though, as far as you know. No, just might have been a lot of phone conversations going uh-huh. back and forth between Lauderdale and. Uh, Orlando with uh, boats getting moved in and you know everything always goes perfectly you know boat show move in right shoehorn it in there you could fit it in there don't worry about that no it's more, it was well, more of a yell he basically screamed himself out well that, that uh, was this it. week yeah back that boat up oh don't do that don't do this you know Captain Rusty, Patrick yelling at everybody yeah Rusty mm-hmm. Rusty will back me up on this I mean this is a boat show that you know especially for a manufacturer like my work for. One of the first ones in, you got to get in because then they start building the docks around boats. your boats. Yep. You know, and it's like, you got to go, you got to go, you push it in here, swim it in here, whatever you got to do. Mm-hmm. But if it doesn't get in here, 
we're moving on. They do not mm, wait. Right. And uh, so you did get your display for your manufacturer set up appropriately for the Fort Lauderdale International Boat Show, I assume. We did, hence my voice being totally shocked. Okay, well, that makes sense. <laughs> All right, so Patrick may or may not be there, depending on, I guess, if he heals in time for this yeah. week's uh, big event. Uh, Captain uh, Rusty, however, who hadn't been mm-hmm. with us for a while, he's been prepping for the Fort Lauderdale Inter- International Boat Show for so long, he's been too busy to join <laughs> us on the uh, World of Boating, but he's here today, uh, the calm before the storm, because you're going to be down there in full effect representing, right? I am. I'm, I'm driving. Actually, we have a 20-group meeting here this week, and it's over at Wednesday at noon, and I'll drop, hop in the Jeep and go to, straight to Fort Lauderdale. Yeah, wait, uh, what does that mean, 20-group? What do you mean? So a 20-group is a group of dealers that are non-competing dealers hmm. uh, that come together, and you share all your information, all your books, all your records, and they go through your dealership. They go through um, your numbers and your inventory and tell you where you're doing well or where you're not doing so good. And so they're actually going to be in Jacksonville, these guys. And these are these are mm. really big dealers. We're the small ones of this group. Yeah. So they're coming down to evaluate our business. Why, Interesting. Why am, I picture, why am I picturing when Rusty does this, I'm picturing that scene from Fargo? <laughs> <laughs> With no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> It, the, it, the hip it, people know what I'm talking about, Greg. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm thinking more like uh, the Skulls. You know, it's like a, some kind of exclusive uh, club and, yeah. and or cult, maybe. Now, listen, Ru- yeah. Rusty hops on the internet, <laughs> prints out some more pie charts, you know, just okay. grabs them from here or there. And look, right. this is yeah. how we're doing. And uh, next thing you know, Rusty's going to come out of this meeting like All with right. national recognition. It'll well, be insane. It, but it's like a little private, uh, you know, boating business group that you help each other, I guess, right? That, that sounds it, good. Yeah, no, that's exactly what it is. All and right. uh, actually, they're, they're really popular. And this is a the group that we got into is a very popular group. They were known as Cobalt One. And all these guys are extremely successful in what they do. Not yeah. us, but. The, what, what are you talking about? Really, You've been doing uh, gangbuster business last uh, year, we, too. We've been doing you? good. But I mean, these people have like 150 employees, do like. Hundred million dollars a year in business. So, oh, that's you in a do. year or two from now, Ru- tops. Yeah, we'll, we'll, Ru- Rusty, <laughs> Rusty has now left the nerds at the lunch table, hmm. and he's gone over to the cool kids, <laughs> yeah, the jocks and the cheerleaders, and he's yeah, going to forget his friends. All right, I like it. So you're going <laughs> to be down true. there in uh, what particular booth? If people want to find so, you at the I'll, Fort Lauderdale Boat Show, I'll be mostly at the Chris Craft booth, and okay. uh, but I'll go to any of the other booths where we we have. Um, and I always go to Captain Patrick's booth because I like those people there. But this is going to be an interesting show. I, I think this will, and I, I can't speak for all of them. I'm not sure how some of the other groups are doing them. But you really, there's a lot of boats that you can't buy there because one, they're either owned or sold Mm -hmm. the second is what you're going to buy is a slot meaning you're going to buy the opportunity to purchase a boat when it comes available to be able to be built right so we're we're going to sell like a slot for um say at chris craft you buy a slot for five thousand dollars which is refundable then when the boat gets ready to lock or they get ready to build it we'll call you and at that time tell you how much the boat's actually going to be Mm. because not many of our manufacturers are price protecting anymore yeah Uh, as they go up then they continue to go up and i was told yesterday that uh building boat the cost of material on building a boat last year has gone up a hundred and two percent 
Wow. I don't know if that's actually true, but that's what I've been told. So, mm. so yeah, it, it's, it's kind of crazy because if you come to buy a boat, we may have talked this about this before. The two things you have to tell people is one, I don't know when you're going to get it. The second one is, I don't know how much it's going to cost. Right. But you and can you, buy you know what? your position in line to purchase one. Yeah, that's what you're buying. Yeah. You're buying a place in line to buy it. Yeah, this, happens, uh, this happens a lot in the aviation world, by the way, with airplanes. So it's going to be mm. interesting to see how that plays. Go ahead, uh, Patrick. What are you going to say? But, but pretty much, Rusty, for the now you're looking at the 2023 model year, correct? Oh, yes, absolutely. Mm. Uh, so, there's some boats way out. Yeah, I mean, you're you're one to two years for some manufacturers. And the, and the thing is, the crazy thing is, people are literally, I'm okay with that. Uh, I'm perfectly fine with that. Here's my money. Mm-hmm. Take it. Yeah, yeah. By the way, if someone purchases, uh, purchases a slot, Rusty, can they, yeah. uh, when the time comes and you actually find out how much it's going to be and when it's going to be delivered, they'll have the, uh, uh, you know, the, the choice to continue with the purchase or what, sell their slot maybe and get no, their no, money can, back or no? No, they can get their money back. Yeah. Once it locks, they can't. Then at that point, they'll need to put 10% down or whatever. Right. The manufacturers um but like in aviation they allow the people to sell their slots so this turns into a quite a competitive type of thing <laughs> sometimes it'll be interesting to see if that comes uh to fruition with the boating world you think i think it will and i can see you know if somebody would even buy a boat right now and you know whether it be a boat or a car or whatever you know if as long as the economy goes like it is, you could actually sell it for more, you know, especially when summer starts, yeah. you could actually make money just, you know, if you wanted to do that, it's probably risky, but I think it would happen. It's like no, concert it's, ticket it's been, uh, scalpers, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's going to be one of those kind of things. Maybe who knows well, on a, on the manufacturing end, we've seen that happen. It's been increasing where people are buying a boat, literally will only hold on to it for maybe a month, two months, and then they're flipping it. And they're getting, I know up in your area, Rusty, we had a uh, 42 flybridge that the customer got, I think it was 60000 more than what he paid for <laughs> New? the boat. Yes. Wow. Holy moly. Hmm. So, it, is, it, so, so is, it, is the used market still as hot? The used market is hot. The, the, the question, what happens is you've got inventory problems there as well and now you've got an increase mm-hmm. in fraud fraud current what the heck are you talking about there, there's some uh, shenanigans going on with boat sales oh god help us we'll dive a little deeper into that next right here on the world of boating stay close you're listening to the world of boating radio network Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers, listen up. From their high-impact NK 
resin to their exclusive Power Claw latches. Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Even Keatley wasn't ready for me or anything that followed. Chased by a police department led by his ex-girlfriend and hunted by brain-fork-wielding Fijian assassins, it's everything he can do to keep from getting locked up, killed, or worse. Kava Screw is available as an ebook for $2.99 at Amazon.com. Kava Screw. Put a brain fork in him. He's done. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast hi guys y'all look great it's so good to see y'all Likewise. Welcome to Hilton Head Island. It's Woo! absolutely beautiful. It it's so amazing. And so I figured what better way to see the island than on a boat. Yeah! So you guys, come on, let's go. This is the World of Boating. Greg, the first mate. Okay, the Bachelorette is back. Um, and I know the entire World of Boating crew is super excited about that. And watched uh, the debut episode of the new Bachelorette. Barry, your odds are on which guy? I have no idea what the show is about. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. He's such a liar. Uh, my odds are on the guy with the attitude. The first guy that takes <laughs> her out on a boat is going to be uh, the winner or the loser, depending on how you look at it. In what if she end. blows What if she blows chunks? I'm sorry. I, I was really thinking you were going to stop before chunks. I'm sorry. I was really <laughs> on that. <laughs> okay. Moving on. Uh, that was Bill the Engineer. He'll take credit for that one liner. Uh, Mike the Mariner, you know, Captain Patrick, I, Captain I Rusty, and uh, Bill the uh, Boater, or Barry the Boater, I should say, rounding out the crew today. All right. So the Fort Lauderdale boat show coming up this week. And uh, right before the break, Captain Patrick mentioned that the uh, lack of inventory of boats that we're going to experience at the boat show, you're just going to be able to buy slots, not necessarily boats on site, uh, could be creating an increase in, what, potential fraud? Or do you have any data to back this up of where you're you're going? I have data. These aren't just numbers that I make up like you. All right. Um, (laughs) I'm listening. so, So Grant Brooks, who's the founder of Boat History Report, um, which is a, a, 
uh, business that you can contact, kind of get some background information on a boat if you're interested in, and they may or may not have information on it. Usually, well, accidents and things like that. Uh, it's like but, a Carfax for boating kind of thing? Uh, somewhat. Right. I, I remember when he, he launched this several years ago, and uh, I don't know how well it's going, uh, but boats are really kind of hard to track at times. Uh, not not like a car necessarily, uh, but he said in a statement, "There's been a hundred. There's been a 123 percent spike in fraud since the COVID buying spree began." This would be mm. on used uh, vessels, though, right? Th- this will be on used vessels. Okay. So m- what you wind up seeing more than more often than not are title issues. Hmm. So people selling boats they don't have the title to. Correct. All right. Or or just selling boats they don't own. I mean, not like they own they they have the boat and the bank's holding the title or the the finance company, but you know, they're selling boats that <laughs> they just make up a listing and people are you know, oh, so I need to wire $10,000 to hold the boat. Okay, and I'll be out there in a week to inspect it. Yes, sir. I'll send those uh I'll take gift cards in the amount of $10,000. Okay. <laughs> Mike the Mariner, what say you? Yeah, so so that is exactly what's happening. People are are putting up either fake ads or they are capturing an ad that does exist and reposting it with new information. Hmm. And when they capture someone that's interested in the vessel, now this is happening with houses too. Yes, sure. it is. Uh, specifically yeah. rentals, not purchases. And what's happening is they they will say, well, look, you know, if you send me five hundred dollars. Yeah, because I have ten people that want to buy the boat. If you send me five hundred bucks, I'll secure your spot and I'll negotiate with you and sell the boat to you. Hmm. And then, poof, he disappears. Yeah, well, that's so, not good. That'd be another so reason you, to go to Captain Rusty at Jacksonville Marine, possibly. Right. Purchase your used vessel because you guys do some of those too, right? Demos and things when you have them. Which we do. Trade-ins. Actually, what we do is we buy. Um, we we don't do consignment. We buy the boat, so. We'll buy them from brokers or we'll buy them from individuals. People come by and say, we want to sell the boat. Right now, basically the price and kind of what we're paying for them is between, you know, you usually have three prices, high and then the mid and then uh-huh. the used. We'll play between um, the low end and mid yeah. and then sell it for the high. You know, okay. it's just kind of where it comes out at. But so we, but we own every boat we sell. There you go. We don't do but, the consignment. So but of course, then it. if you buy it from a dealer like Rusty's, you have that uh, mm-hmm. kind of, well, you have the dealer to fall back on with any potential problems with, with title mm-hmm. ownership and things like that. Mike, what legitimacy. You, yeah. Mike, what do you think? So that, that underscores the importance of using reputable dealers, dealing mm-hmm. with reputable dealers and or uh, reputable yacht brokers. Um, a lot of people try to buy and sell. They, they think they're going to save some money by uh, trying to do the paperwork themselves and do all that stuff. What do you do think? Do me a favor. Uh, spend spend the money yeah. on a on a qualified broker. It's worth the money. That's one way to avoid it. Is there any way you could protect yourself, though, if you didn't go through a dealer, Patrick, and, and still could get that kind of uh, peace of mind knowing that you're not getting uh, scammed? Or yeah. You, go, go, go physically see the boat. Mm-hmm. Have a survey done by a qualified marine surveyor, like, kind of like our friend Matthew Knoll. Yeah. And more importantly... Go with the owner, the person who's selling the boat, with the title down to the tag agency and do the transfer of title. 
Well, the surveyor won't necessarily know anything about the title part, will he? Or could he? Is that part of their deal when they do a survey? Depends on the surveyor. Okay. I mean, you could request, but again, you're the person who's going to put down this money. You're financing it or you're paying all cash, however you're working it out. Mm -hmm. Take the time. It's worth the plane ticket, whatever it is, to go meet with the owner, check the boat out yourself, and more importantly, go with them. And if they, oh, I don't have the time. Uh, Yeah, here's the title. Just go do it. Go down the street, blah, blah, blah. Walk away. It's red flags are are already going up at that point. Mm -hmm. All right. And uh, Bill, the producer, being a, uh, well, he's kind of like a boating consumer. Would you ever take that risk, Bill? What do you think? No. You you call Rusty and make him do it for you? Well, you know, the advantage that uh, all those of us uh, on the world of boating is that we know uh, a number of people, including two of the people currently on the show who actively buy and sell boats, really sell boats uh, from from manufacturers. I, I, I got somebody to talk to. That's got true. You got a resource. I got a guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would imagine any passenger right now on the world of boating would know this. It would uh, you know, they, they they've been smart enough to listen to our show. But, or, you know, but what, just a glutton but, uh, for punishment. I don't know. But what, what happens, Greg, is they see this listing, and it's a, it's one of those deals. I mean, even at this point, it's not a matter of it seeming too good to be true. It's, I'm hungry for a boat. Boats are in short supply. Use boats as well. Mm-hmm. Here's this listing. Oh, my God. This is the one I've been looking for. And you're going to throw money at it because at that point, you've got tunnel vision. And and that's where you wind up getting burned. You've been blinded by the deal that you see mm-hmm. online. Well, well, yeah. you're thinking that it may disappear the next minute, so you're willing to take those chances. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, mean, ima- imagine if you saw a listing for a Brian May original guitar. Sweet, right? You sold, like, right? But then it turns out to be some Taiwan knockoff. You know, that's put together with plywood. You would be devastated, and we'd laugh at you. Oh, okay, well, I appreciate that. Over and over. Yeah. Uh, by the way, where's that listing? I'd like to take a look at it. All right, more coming up on the World of Boating. Stay close. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick Barry, the boater, Mike the Mariner, Captain Rusty, Bill the uh, Engineer. We got a full crew. So we navigate the latest boating news and information. Get ready for the Fort Lauderdale International Boat Show this week. Uh, by the way, Rusty, when you're down there, are you going to be dressing up since the last day of the show is on Halloween? Are you going to go as like a boater or something? Or a captain, maybe? You know, you know I'm not sure, but that's a good idea. I, I could... Um I could go as an old guy and get a trophy wife. Okay. I think that'd be good. There, there <laughs> might be a few of those on display. There's a lot of those in Fort Lauderdale already. <laughs> Wait, yeah. So, so, Rusty, you'll be dressing as normal then. Yeah. I will. I will. Absolutely. Right. No, yeah. What do you expect? To, what do you expect as far as the crowd this year? You think uh, attendance is going to be down up? What's your prediction there, Rusty? No, I think it's going to be up. I, I think it's going to be everywhere I've been lately. It's just. More and more people, more and more packed. Yeah, I think you're right. People are over. So I think it's going to be a a huge crowd. Hopefully the weather's going to be great. And people absolutely will buy boats. They'll buy slots. 
Um, even though the prices of boats, like we talked about, have gone up this crazy amount where I look at it going, wow, that's, that's too much. Mm-hmm. And they'll still buy the boats. Yeah. You know, it's, they're going to buy slots. They're going to buy boats. Demand is crazy. Uh, you know, that is, yeah. That is what, yeah. you know, we've talked about this before on the show, whether or, you know, or, or not, you know, is the boating industry kind of, uh, having just an amazing year? Uh, and because demand is so high, but the problem is, of course, they can't keep up with demand. Now, that's a good problem to have on one sense, but if they could keep up with the demand, they could make even tons more money, I guess. But they're doing okay. You think, Patrick, or what? Well, you know, one thing is um, it's not a good thing, uh, being not being able to keep up with demand, because not being able to keep up demand increases prices, increases frustrations and problems on the production end, and that leads ultimately to buyer dissatisfaction because you're going to get to a tipping point where the buyers are going to be like, three years, I got to wait three years. No, yeah. uh, we're going to go do something else. Bill, what say yeah. you? Well, but that, that's, that is supply and demand. That right. is how capitalism works. You push it, you can't push it anymore. That's right. <laughs> hey, and if you got them, you, you, you can sell them for a premium dollar and make some serious coin as they say right more coming up you're listening to the world of boating radio network pat you uh you always been a seaman by that i mean a sailor not, you know, sperm. No, I got, I got you. I, no, I haven't. But, you know, since the virus hit, I said, Pat, what better excuse to buy a boat? What? I'm boating. What? What? I'm boating. My schedule's all filled up, man. I'm boating. What? I'm boating. What? I'm boating. I'm trying to get a tan right now. I'll call you later. I'm boating. This is the world of boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick. Barry the boater. Mike the mariner. Captain Rusty and even Bill the Engineer. Full crew today. All right. So, um, I don't know. It depends on how you look at it with the uh, demand being so high right now. And I, th- I think Rusty's right. I think we're going to be seeing huge crowds at the Fort Lauderdale International Boat Show. We'll have to wait and see for sure. But uh, demand being as it is, you know, if you have the product, which obviously is the problem with manufacturing shortcomings, having with, uh, you know, everybody's having trouble keeping up with demand. But on the other side of the coin, you know, if you're doing business and you're selling all your inventory, you can't be too unhappy about that scenario from a business standpoint. I, and I think, I think from the business standpoint, we've done great as a dealership. We've made right. really high margins, all that. I think the manufacturers and Captain Patrick could know better, but I think the manufacturers I've talked to, they haven't done as well as the dealers have because, mm-hmm. you know, they're still trying to keep the cost somewhat reasonable, but, you know, they keep having to go up sometimes three and four mm-hmm. times. Right. And, you know, they're, they're struggling a little more, I think, than we are to try to, to play the game. Yeah. What do you think, Patrick? Well, the deals that are made, being made on the purchasing side, I'll just say the uh, the purchasers in the industry right now are the good ones are certainly making their money, you know, they're at what they're worth because deals are being made, prices are getting locked in for these raw materials, and it's 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 even gotten to the point in some cases where manufacturers can't get wiring, mm-hmm. and wiring being with certain colors because there's a color code that's used, you know, 
throughout the industry. It's kind of standardized and certain color wires, you know, the sheathing just not available. Invest so in paint. That's what I would so say. That'd be my they're, suggestion. They're, they're making adjustments and then having to put supplemental inserts in the owner's manuals that this boat, you know, wiring color code is going to be as such. Yeah. So it's, it's definitely challenging. Labor continues to be probably the biggest um, challenge getting staffed, getting people trained, retaining them, mm-hmm. uh, especially in that industry, because it is, uh, it's, it's not just something that you can put part A in the slot B. You've really got to be invested in what you're doing when it comes down to manufacturing on that scale. Bill, the engineer, what say you? Well, if, if there's any history here, which is similar, it is probably the, the, Boeing and Airbus, uh, where they get way ahead on orders and then orders drop off. And when that starts happening with boating manufacturers, it's going to be a different story. But so far, it hasn't happened. And until it happens, there there isn't necessarily a problem with knowing that you've got business for the next two years. <laughs> well, and that's that's true. Much work. And, and I'll tell you, the, the only difference is, though, Bill. Uh, unlike Boeing and Airbus, you know, when they have an accident, yeah, business goes down. Uh, we haven't seen a rash of boating, boat sinkings lately. Hopefully, but, but it won't be big, the same. If, if there's a big economic turn down, sure, yeah. these people that have put money down for boats mm-hmm. may not still be able to buy the boats. And then you've got this custom-made boat, this boat made to a specific purchaser's specifications that now you've got to resell. True. Mike the Mariner, what say you? Yeah. Yeah, so there's a couple of things that happen. It's interesting when I hear um, uh, Captain Patrick talk about things like wiring. I'm in a totally different industry, and wiring harnesses are a big problem for us. We can ship equipment, but we can't ship equipment with wiring on them. Hmm. It's it's amazing how how the parallels are, are similar. But these things, these types of market spikes always challenge business leaders because you have to figure out, do you ramp up production? Do you invest in new factories? Do you do all that only to find that you're really seeing just a bubble and then it right. drops off and then you have excess capacity? So there's a couple of things that happen. A lot of decisions are, are being made, and I've seen drawings come across the tables in my office for new uh, expansion, factory expansions at different boating manufacturers, and also industry consolidation. So we've seen yeah. that in the news a little bit where you know uh, different boat companies are, are starting to bolt each other together and and try to go it as a team so uh, it, it helps build efficiency because you know how do you profitably grow your business to 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 handle the demand but so you don't miss out on that on that ramp up but not overshoot the runway so much that you're left with excess capacity and and uh, and, and and a reduced return on investment but that's so but that's going to happen as long as i've been in the industry yeah. you go through your cycles you've got your ups and your downs and at this point, if we return to pre-COVID numbers, which were pretty good, you know, uh, the, the the weird thing is manufacturers will be disappointed, you know, to be like, oh, we're back. And it's like, yeah, but that's what we were doing before COVID. And we were touting how great we were doing at that point, you know, so you kind of got to take a, a larger view of the situation. Mm-hmm. And yeah, by the time I know, I remember when Sea uh, Ray decided to ramp up and they built some factories in Brazil to take uh, advantage of that market by the time they got up and going that market had collapsed hmm. barry what right, say uh, you 
Well, then, th- then that I was going to ask Patrick about is employees, all the training that's involved in getting good quality employees, because this is not something you just put a nut in a bolt. This is a lot of specialized labor. Once you hire these people, if it's if the think market starts to come back down a little bit, you don't necessarily want to get rid of them. So, you know, there's a balance between well, how many you can collect, you know, how many you can have. Correct. And again, I've been there long enough. I've seen it where when we naturally you have attrition that occurs and you you factor that on, okay, that'll happen. We won't wind up having to let people go. But I've been there long enough where we have had to have layoffs, you know, and people and we've had to let people go just because of the way uh, post uh, the 2008 Great Recession uh, being the most recent uh, example of that happening, you know, but overall, I mean, the manufacturers are struggling in that we don't get paid until the boats get built and get to the dealer. The dealer doesn't get paid until they get the boat and it delivers to the customer. So there's this there's this other backlog there that starts to occur financially that winds up affecting you. Right, Rusty? Yeah, and it does. And the question I had, Captain Patrick, was remember 2008 and nine, and we all went out there and did the show when y'all dedicated your new showroom. Yes, sir. So you had all the boats there. And I wondered if that wasn't, in today's economy, a, still a great idea. Y'all are the only people I know that do it. But because when people come in, they say, well, I want to see a 34 Catalina, let's say. I'm going, I can't show you a 34 Catalina because there's not one. Mm-hmm. And if there was one at the factory, at least I could sell off of it. Right. So do y'all still have that going on there? We The showroom is still there. Unfortunately, we can't. you can't tie up you know, two, $3 million sure. in inventory in a showroom sure. where we could before we could hold on and then sell it. You know, a lot of those boats that we had in the showroom were already sold, you know, with right. the understanding the dealer got a break because we we're going to hold on to it for one production year. So, but the nice thing is you can come to the factory and if you wanted to see a 42 fly or the new 36, uh, uh, the LS 36, you can come in and actually get down into the very manufacturing facility mm-hmm. and see, I mean, goes beyond seeing one in a showroom. Hopefully we might probably find one in final finish that you could get on and it would be, uh, this is, wow, this is great or something in process. And you got a good idea of what it is that you're looking at. So you still have that ability, but the showroom by and large right now, uh, one or two boats that come in for photo shoot type stuff. But mm-hmm. other than that, you just just at this point, and it's been this way for the last couple of years, can't tie up that inventory in that showroom. What do you think, sure. Bill, the engineer? You got a thought? Uh, well, I, I had a, a couple of things. Uh, number one, I can totally understand where when you've got a two-year backlog, how do you have something in a showroom? Like, I mean, how could that even be a thing mm-hmm. unless you just mocked it up? It's a know, bay liner. It's cardboard yeah. or it's a bay liner. Uh, number two, I, I know I'm not here every week. But where did this Captain Patrick with optimism about the boating industry come from? Because I don't remember this guy. You hear He's optimism. That's thinly, that's thinly veiled optimism disguised. He's cautiously optimistic. Uh, yeah. To everything that I'm saying. All right, Patrick. 
Barry. Yeah. Wait, how do you getting back to employees? How are you going to convince young people to get into this business if they think that the business Ooh. is going to be so cyclical that they, you know. Oh, you don't tell them that part. No, of course young not. Young people Barry. don't understand cyclical. Oh, oh okay. I lie to them. Let, let me <laughs> like totally every other business. Let me let me let me ask somebody who might have secondhand knowledge of this, Mike. How does somebody get into this business? <laughs> well, first of all, I think to choose this business, you have to be a glutton for really, punishment. Be a masochist. You really have to look. Okay, wait, wait. We'll go through the uh, characteristics that you may need to uh, acquire or have if you want to consider such a position. More coming up on the World of Boating. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the boating world? Well, look no further than the World of Boating Radio Show. Just like you, thousands of boating enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to worldofboating.com, send us an email, and let's get to work to make your marketing message matter. Traffic sucks, unless you're scuba diving with Mike Scott. Mike glanced down at his dive computer. It showed less than 50 PSI left in his tank. Probably just a few more breaths. Or riding shotgun in a thrilling car chase. One bullet hit the Jeep's windshield, spiderwebbing the passenger side. Mike shifted into second gear and felt the Jeep leap forward. This just got serious. Escape your commute with audiobooks from author Eric Douglas. Download to your phone. Go to booksbyeric.com or audible.com. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers listen up from their high-impact NK resin to their exclusive power claw latches, Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast you own a boat yeah and most people that live in new york city don't own boats. That's true. Yeah, but you have a boat and you go out boating? Yeah, I take, uh, I take it out and go out on the river. Yeah. And there's big ferries and stuff, and I go next to them, and they honk at me, and the guy flips me off. And they yeah. Go, yeah. Come on, the sloop John B. Grandfather and me. Around Nassau town we did a road. Drinking all night. Grab a brew. Got into a fight. 
Thank you, sir. May I have another? Well, I feel so broke up. I wanna go up. Is this really what you're gonna do for the rest of your life? This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick Barry, the boater, Mike the Mariner, Billy Engineer, even Captain Rusty with us to, this week, uh, which you might be able to catch at the Port Lauderdale International Boat Show if you go down there to the big event. It will uh, help if you wear a bikini. That is the easiest way to catch him. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's looking for a boat fluff or something or a sugar mama. I don't know what it is but uh yeah it could get quite colorful on sunday being the last day of the boat show is halloween and uh yeah they do this every year i don't really uh know if it goes nuts you know do people dress up at the four lateral international boat show at all on halloween or not not at the show but it is worth going downtown fort lauderdale that night well there's Um, that you will see you will see costumes that you won't see in Jacksonville. That is true. Uh, and actually, it doesn't even have to be Halloween. <laughs> for that go matter. down to the Keys for those costumes. Yeah. True. Mm-hmm. Or lack thereof. There you go. All right, uh, Patrick, what else we got to share with everybody today? All right. Well, you know, we were talking about boat shortages and stuff like that. And uh, along with that, with the fraud, come, boat thefts are on the rise. And out mm-hmm. of Lacey, Washington, this one really, really made me mad. Because not only did this guy get his truck stolen, not only did he get his boat stolen that was hooked up to the truck, but his cute little doggy was in the truck and they stole his dog. Wow. Now, you can steal my truck. Mm -hmm. I got insurance. You can steal Mm -hmm. my boat. It's time for an upgrade. You steal my dog. I'm going to find you. There's no place on this earth you can hide. Wow. Then I will not find you. Okay. Apparently, this is John Wick three. Evidently, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, for the no, record, Patrick, like uh, do you actually have a dog? Yes. What What kind of dog do you have? Do, he's a. Do you, he's a, Do you not follow Patrick on social media? I, uh, I. I mean, I know Rusty has a dog. We've talked about uh, Keys, right? Or what is it? Key right. Key right. Key right. Right. But Patrick's dog is what? I don't know. Patrick's My, dog is an Olympian. Uh, is an Olympian. What does that mean? My, uh, my my dog is a Basenji and Blue Healer mix. Okay. So so right. he is he is a sight hound and his name is Kilo. Okay. So there's uh Kilo. Kilo. All right. Yeah, cool. He's at, his Kilo. picture's actually been on the World of Boating Facebook page, which if you haven't checked us out, please do so and like us and of course worldofboating.com. Pay special attention to our sponsors because they are who keep us on the air. Uh, moving from dog stories, Halloween is fast approaching. Ten sailing superstitions. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Can we get through them quick enough? That's the question. Uh, all right. Number one, no redheads allowed on board. Well, that's a shame. That I haven't heard of. Uh, no gingers, I'm, huh? Only Marianne's. Several cultures over the centuries believe redheads were unlucky. So that's why sailors shun them. Okay. Uh, no women on board. Well, that I've heard of. All right, wait. Uh, we you, well, so you can't. Horrible rule. Can you have a redheaded guy, uh, like a first mate, then, or is that bad no. luck too? 
No, just no, no redheads, period. No huh? redheads. Wow. No redheads, no women, that no bananas. I'm starting to detect a theme. Um, <laughs> the, the bananas, you'll hear that on fishing boats. If, they, uh, uh, if they're not catching fish, they're going to ask who has a banana on board. Okay. Uh, These number guys five. Crazy. Yeah. No, whist- no whistling. No whistling. Really? No whistling. Hmm. Uh, I don't understand. I thought that that's one. what sea shanties were for. I thought a sea shanty was created to whistle it. I thought that was a restaurant. <laughs> okay. The the uh, thing is, putting your lips together and blowing while you're standing on a boat will stir up the wind and therefore the seas. That's the superstition. Okay. All right. Uh, number six, never start a voyage on a Friday. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, some people point to the crucifixion of the one and only JC as the origin, origin for the superstition. Hmm. Okay. Good to uh, know. Other people say adherence to the Sabbath. Um, number seven, never change a boat's name, Mike. <laughs> or burn sage and all well, that kind of stuff. Totally to- fine to change the name as long as you pay homage to Poseidon, which we do. Right. There's things you did. can do. All right. With a ceremony. Uh, mm-hmm. number, number eight, don't say goodbye when departing. Bon voyage. Mm-hmm. All right. You can't uh, say number goodbye. Number nine, cats are good omens. Oh, that's cool because I've been past you. I'm- <laughs> <laughs> what about a black black cat? Uh, does not say anything about color. Just says that they were good omens, especially since uh, cats helped keep the rat population um, at. That day. makes sense. And okay. number ten. Yeah. All right. The other number ten. Red sky at night. Sailors delight. Red right. sky in morning. morning sailors sailor take, take warning. warning. Right. So there you go. For Halloween, the top 10 sailing, boating superstitions. All right. That, I thought that was like uh, science at the end there with the red skies. No? Break some yes, that, that, is actually, that is actually a proven scientific theory, Greg. Yeah. Uh, uh, professors at MIT, right. I'll send you the research paper. Just give me a chance to type it up. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least Barry felt it was funny. That's all that matters. And on that uh, sorry words. note... <laughs> We'll wrap it up for this week. Till next time, remember whether it's sail or motor, life is better. better. As a motor, safe boating, everyone. World of Boating is brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Any of this getting through to you, son? World of Boating is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Computer standing by. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at worldofboating.com. <gasps> Computers can do that? So tell a friend and come aboard every week for the World of Boating. This is so great. I can't wait. I'm getting goosebumps. Feel me. Feel me. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. TTFN, ta-ta for now. The opinions you just heard on the world of boating are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. What are you being such a weenie for? While on the water, your safety and the safety of many others depends on you. So boat smart and operate your vessel only after receiving the proper training and instruction for your area. There is a fine line between genius and madness. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at worldofboating.com.